Welcome to Boyfriends Who Banter. I'm Rob. And I'm Jules. And today is a very special episode. We thought, let's record our vacation video. Show off my tan. Just kidding. Rude. (laughs) Rude. I'm like out here bleeding into the background and you're like, my tan, (laughs) my tan. Maybe he's born this way. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it's Maybelline. Did I almost hit that note? I think I did. Anyway, a little, a little, a little, I have notes. So, we went on vacation. We went to BC. Yes, we did. Now, I know what you're thinking. Why were we traveling in the middle of COVID? Well, for one, uh, we're broke-ass bitches and already had a vacation booked. And funny story, if you don't take it by a certain amount of time, or in our case, November, we would not have gotten any of our money back. And neither of us can afford to lose that money. And neither of us wanted to travel pretty much from now till November. So we thought, let's get out of here while we can. Yeah, exactly. And of course, as you know, the borders are closed. So not that we would have wanted to travel anywhere outside just because of COVID, but we also thought it was a great opportunity to check out our great grand country. See, when is Canada ever going to beat out Mexico or Spain <laughs> or a place like that? So yeah, this was our chance. <laughs> the flight is super, super cheap in comparison to what it normally is. So, yeah, we went to Vancouver, BC. Well, we started in Vancouver, BC. Started in, yeah, we started in Vancouver. We went a little bit around BC. My general. So we'll talk about all that. But yeah, we're going to talk about, I guess, the travel itself first and yeah. just cover off like the flight and flying in a plane, checking to the airport and flying in a plane first. Because I during think COVID, that's the big. Not just flying. They're like, wow, flying wow, during you in, flew a plane. in a plane. I don't know if we did the whole, we didn't really do like the whole province. We just did like a few spots. I'm sure if you're from BC, you'll feel like we went nowhere, but we <laughs> did get around. <laughs> we did get around. So. Um, the airport during COVID. Mm. What can we say about the airport during COVID besides the fact it is probably the most terrifying experience? Um, Absolutely. It, terrifying in just that it, who wants to travel this time anyways. Mm. But I feel like it was, I think it was less hectic than I thought it was going to be. But still, I think I was more nervous than I thought I was going to be. I was like, okay, you just wear a mask, whatever. We've all been in lockdown. We have not been around this many people in so long. Yeah. And there was so much that just, like, didn't make sense. Like, well, not didn't make sense, but you have to wear a mask from the second you enter the building. Right. You've got to go early for your flight to check in because of security. So that's a long time. Plus, the flight was four hours. What was it? Yeah, something like that. Four four or five hours. And it was interesting because if you thought that you had issues when you were in the airport when you got on the plane those just got heightened for sure um one of the big things that i noticed was like they crammed you in to a full plane crammed you um so that was like this i think definitely the most nerve-wracking most anxiety ridden part of the trip in terms of social distancing because there's literally none of it and it's funny that you say that because i think it was like very contradicting because you get to the airport, we checked in and there's all these different measures. Like you had to stand back when people were going through security and all that was fine. And even when you were in the waiting area, uh, waiting for your flight at your gate, um, they didn't allow seats in between. So there was like, don't sit here. You can sit here. Don't sit here. You can sit here. And 
Uh, that was cool because we're like, all right, cool. But then as soon as you get on the plane, like all of that goes out the window because Pack you're up. literally <laughs> right beside each other. Pack up to the point where they announce to you, just so you know, it's a full flight. So I'm not really sure why if every other company, like take this in, restaurants do not make as much as airlines. Yeah. Okay. Now, I'm sure I will get blasted by a business person if they know the profit and loss margins of an airline. But since I don't, I can just bitch and complain. But you can't sit beside each other in the waiting room. You have to give space during security. But you sell every single seat on a plane. Restaurants cannot sell side-by-side seats and have to allow for spacing and have had to remove tables. And some restaurants can only do takeout. And these people... The servers are not making the money that they are accustomed to making because there simply isn't the traffic. Right. Every other industry seems to be taking a hit. And then you go to the airport and they book seat for seat. Then you get to the airport. Then you get on this plane and you are packed up. But here's the gag. When you are on the plane, they then come around and hand out these little COVID kits. Mm Mm-hmm. The COVID kits have a little mini water bottle, uh, gloves. It's got like sanitizing wipes, whatever. Like a cheap mask. But you don't get them when you go on to the airport. You get them once you're already on the airport. Yeah, it it literally makes no sense because there's a little, like I said, like a little mask in there. I'm like, I'm already wearing an N95. This is like made out of tissue paper. So maybe it's a replacement mask in case you have a little. In case it rips, which is happening. I had three masks pop off my face, <laughs> but I had enough to keep replacing my mask. That is how yeah. prepared we were. Yeah, that's true. But we, truly, we to prepared. anyone that has to travel or has had to travel during COVID, I my heart goes out to you. Yeah. Um, again, in any other circumstances, we would not have been taking this trip. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the numbers were going well at the time yes. when we had decided to do this. And we really just did not feel comfortable traveling September October, November. Um, Aside from that, there's not much else to say other than you're sitting beside a stranger and you both look absolutely terrified to even remotely get close to each other. Mm -hmm. I think I I was in the middle seat and I think I sat like this the entire time (laughs) because I was so terrified. And then like I put him on the inside because like just trying to protect my man. Like don't, I will take one for the team. I did that on the way there, the way back. It was terrifying, but that's fine. Um, they had games and stuff on the plane, which was great. But anyways, yeah. so we get to Vancouver. Right. And that is where it all starts. <laughs> so yeah, we Ubered into the city to our hotel and, um, it was late enough that we like, didn't really do much. I think we just walked around, grabbed a bite. Um, we were right close to, um, their version of, for our Torontonians, Church Street, which is our gay village. So their gay village. Davy Street. Davy Street. Um, so we just kind of hopped over, checked out the bar. The There was one bar that was open and it was all like open air seating. Um, so we decided to just grab a bite because we were starving at that point. And uh, yeah, it was pretty dead. If you really want to like look at it that way. I know that we flew in on a Friday. Friday? Yeah, Friday. And it wasn't popping at all. It was very, very quiet. And everybody that we talked to, like the servers, everybody basically said like the city's pretty much canceled. Like there's nothing going on. One of the biggest um, bars in Vancouver, like in that little, in the gay village was completely closed. Like wasn't even, doors were not even open. Mm -hmm. So no dancing, obviously, no partying, just kind of all you could really do is (laughs) 
eat and walk around, which we'll talk about because that's pretty much all we did. <laughs> I just want to take this in. You know who we were before we went. Yeah. And then we went somewhere that all there was to do was to eat and walk around. Yeah. So over the most part, we do want to say and start at the beginning by just saying we understand that it's COVID. So our opinions are very COVID based. We're just shooting the shit. So any hardcore BC lovers chill if we say something negative to anyone that like will rush to bc because we say something good who knows if it's like that like these are just opinions from our vacation because we like to share with everybody and why not and this also saves me from having to fill my family in on everything (laughs) and your family so exactly i will say bc as a whole and correct me if i'm wrong anyone i have no problem going head to head it is borderline like (laughs) anti-maskers And, like, the odd diehard person here and there. Ooh, shout out to the man who wore a full hazmat suit on the plane. Yeah. Forgot to mention that. 100%. Forgot yes. to mention shout that. Out to him. But there was basically, over the most part, it was, like, anti-maskers. Now, not in this, like, irresponsible giant crowds all touching each other way. Just everyone walking about their life kind of looking like... I do it because I have to. Like, some people would wear masks, some people wouldn't. But you could tell in certain stores, you'd walk into a store and it was either everyone was wearing a mask or no one was wearing a mask. Right. Like, it was very, very odd. And it, and in some places, um, and restaurants, and I'll say this now because I'm not going to call them out when we get there, although maybe we will, we'll see. One restaurant, the server even told us that we don't have to wear our mask to walk through the restaurant, and no one really was wearing masks. But then, like, it was just a very odd... Everybody kind of had their own rules. It was a little like the Wild West, no pun intended, but it was very... um it was very varied based on the I, I maybe we'll, we should say that Vancouver, the experiences were very like everyone's following the rules. Victoria, though, Victoria, though, like completely different experience. Nobody gave a flying fuck. And like, I'm going to say that with like full confidence, because no matter where we went, there was no regard we were the at ones. least five or six people in lineups yeah. uh walking around um that did not wear a mask did not choose to wear a mask and just didn't care and though like victoria for me was also a little anxiety ridden as well for that reason and for other reasons because it was not my favorite but we'll get into that but over the most part we were the ones wearing masks In Vancouver, yes, there was way more people wearing masks, but it was just really interesting to see who was wearing masks, who wasn't, what the crowd was like, what people were acting like. It was very interesting. Again, don't travel if you don't have to. If you are in a position like us where you got to, get out there soon and get back as soon as you can. I don't think you're going to want to be out there for long. And whatever you think you're traveling to, you're not missing much. Um, in terms of interaction, like if you if you like the party scene and you like socializing with strangers right. and whatever, that's different. If you're just going for views and sun to where, like you know, do you? I don't like to tell anyone how to live, but uh, let's start looking at some of the different things that we did. Yeah, so kind of falling into the same like travel experience, we did a few things. For one, we rented a car, so mm-hmm. that was a really good advantage because we got to travel to places outside of of Vancouver 
and COVID traveling, you'll get upgraded everywhere you go. It's yeah. the best. <laughs> it is the best. That's one of the biggest and advantages of traveling during this time. Like the hospitality industry is clearly hurting, so they're just like happy to accommodate the people that are are traveling right now and um, there was four of us so we traveled with our friends charlie and ben shout out and we got upgraded to a bmw so we got to drive around the mountains in a bmw it yeah. was quite nice um cool. and it was a smaller bmw even but it's fine check this bitch how Listen, dare he okay how we had he? four pieces of luggage each there was a gigantic piece of luggage in between him and i in the back seat so like i'm gonna say it I'm okay. Say it. okay, suddenly he's but above small BMWs. You should see the fusion I drive. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so basically, like, you get upgraded. We got upgraded at the hotels. We got yeah. upgraded in our car. It was really nice. Um, but, yeah, continue So, on. driving around, we'll talk about, like, where we went. But first, like, the traveling part of it. Vancouver is a beautiful place to, or I guess BC, I should say, is a beautiful place to travel around, period, statement. Um if you're not used to it, which we aren't because we're from Toronto, like mountains, literally every way you turn, like you see city and then mountains in the background. And it was just a beautiful sight to see because, you know, neither of us have been out on the West Coast, um, on the Canada West Coast, at least. And it was just a new experience for us to just kind of really take in nature. Um, like I said, everything was very accessible, um, you know. We're used to driving two to three hours minimum to find any level of nature, (laughs) if that in Ontario, where we are in Toronto. It wasn't the same as the Scarborough Bluffs, (laughs) right? Everything was pale in comparison to what we experienced in Vancouver, because like everywhere you turn, like I said, 20 minutes out, there was a gigantic outlook that was kind of like a um, blue mountain, if you want to go there. you know, there was a lot of great uh, just visual experiences that we saw. We saw mountain, like uh, snow-capped mountains, and it was it was really cool. I really enjoyed just the traveling and the driving around aspect because every single time you looked out the window, there was something new to see. And we did do, like, desert all the way to, like, nature, all the way to, like, beach. It was it, – we, we got to see it all. So that was cool. So for our trip, we did some days in Vancouver – then mm-hmm. we went to the Okanagan Valley. Then we did Victoria for a couple days and then back to Vancouver to finish the trip. Right. So let's start with Vancouver. So what did we think about Vancouver? Vancouver is a great little city. Uh, we didn't get to go like the larger everything, but we stayed in the downtown core for the most part. It's really walkable. It reminded me of Toronto because it felt like there was like an Eaton Center and there was like a nicer area and there was like a place called gas town where it was like very like hipsterish felt like the distillery i'm making a lot of comparisons to toronto so i'm sorry about that for anybody who like has that disconnect but um it was it was a lot like toronto i don't know if i would call it walkable as much as like we walked um (laughs) i i don't know if our athletic abilities would deem that city walkable for anyone but i'm sure that it's you can walk it right um it was very much like toronto it's got a similar vibe in some ways uh you know we walked i think the one we walked for hours like our legs were burning this fat bitch was dying oh my gosh didn't come back any tinier just <laughs> I know, somehow for anyone wondering. Um, but yeah, it, it was good. I mean, again, this is all during COVID, right? Like, thank God we were with our two friends. So it's not uh, something that 
you know, I think if it was just the two of us, we probably uh, would have had to walk even more because <laughs> there would have been less to do. At least we had people to hang out with. Thank God. Yeah. Um, the sadly, the city has a crazy um, amount of homelessness. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I've been in Toronto since I was 19 years old. It was everywhere we went. And I don't know how much of this was caused by COVID right. as much as it just in general had a lot of homelessness. Yeah. But at times it was really dangerous. Like, I mean, I don't know if it felt dangerous as much it was as it was just like very everywhere. Like I didn't feel worried necessarily, but I definitely felt like it was like every corner you saw a group of homeless people. Um so it just more than anything else, I think just felt like, oh, this, there's a there's something going on here. There's a problem here. And, you know, like during COVID, it was funny because while we were there, we just kept looking at each other and being like, how's Toronto right now? And we just realized that we haven't been out and about in Toronto because of COVID to really see how it's affected the homeless population here. But, but it was hard. It was sad. Yeah. It was sad. It was, I mean, you know, when there was like a lot of mental illness, like there yeah. was a lot, um, you know, there was like people running around and like the one guy who was running around and like snapping in people's faces and like, oh yeah, that there was, was weird. It was just, you know, it was sad. And like our country, obviously, like all countries, has a problem with homelessness that needs to be addressed. Vancouver is no different. Toronto is no different. Yeah. Um, but it it was as someone from a different city, it was a lot and, uh. You know, very, very sad. Very sad. I was talking to one of my good friends from who who's from Vancouver. And she mentioned to me that, you know, because Vancouver, BC, I guess I should say in general, is known to be one of the warmest places in Canada. People end up flocking there a lot because of the warm weather. And, you know, the winters are not as harsh. So it makes sense in the, in the sense that, you know, people are going to be out sleeping on the streets. At least you're not dealing with like a really harsh winter like you would on the East Coast or anywhere else in Canada. So maybe that has something to do with it. We were also like staying beside, like our hotel was beside a hospital. <laughs> so <laughs> there was that aspect of it too that I think kind of like made us magnify it a little bit more as well because we would walk down like a whole l lane of homeless uh, homeless people as we were Ten, like, like going to grab cities. our coffee. Yeah, like there was tents everywhere yeah. and it was really it was really hard and I, I I do feel for people and you know you'd be walking and you would just see like needles on the floor there yeah. was addiction issues and it's tough, you know, especially during covid and especially you know, anybody these days just needs to feel grateful for, you know, having a roof over your head. And I think especially in Toronto, where we are so um, rat race and go, 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 mm -hmm. we take these things for granted. And there's there's no uh, there's no doubt that if you can say that there is a warm roof over your head and if you're watching this right now, you are blessed and you need to feel that because there are lots of people in this country that are struggling. Yeah. Um, so that's that. That is, yeah, we had to mention know, that, but we had to mention that because it is unfortunate and it is something that hopefully us good Canadians will continue to battle the homeless crisis in our cities. Um, yeah. But getting back to Vancouver, it was, it was good that, you know, the people are, you know, relatively similar. Like I said, still a bit of, anti-masker vibe um then we took off and we went to the okanagan valley and we went to osoyos osoyos yes if i'm saying that correct yeah we went to go check out a winery 
mm-hmm. and it was beautiful. The the drive just driving there, it's like a desert, and you know I didn't know Canada had. I mean, it's not like a, a full on desert. It's just a very well, well I guess it's a desert. Pretty desert definition. Yeah. I'm not National Geographic, but it was very pretty. It was nice to go to. It was we were there on one of the windiest days. Like we could barely we ate lunch at the winery and I swear to God our fries were gonna like go flying. Like it was yeah. crazy. Um, but very pretty. Driving there was gorgeous. There's so much to look at. Like again, what a beautiful, beautiful province. I would suggest to anyone traveling to BC. Get to Vancouver, but then go everywhere else. There is so much to see. <laughs> um, it is so pretty, and the backdrop and the mountains and everything. It, it was gorgeous. What did you think about the desert? I thought it was really nice. You know, it was really cool because, you know, uh, you've never been to California, right? No. Boosh. I lived in California, and that's good. <laughs> Um, but I lived in California for a bit. So you, I remember seeing your face and you were just like, babe, isn't this amazing? Like we're in the middle of a desert. Like we're in Canada. This is so crazy. And I don't know why I just, it, it didn't like have that level of excitement, mostly because it felt like I was going <laughs> to stop when it was, Fish. when I was going to like, uh, what's it called? Palm Springs, Palm Springs. Oh, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> what what what's it called again? Oh right, Palm Springs. It felt like we were like going to Palm Springs because it was about two hours out or something like that. Three hours, four, four hours. Sorry, it was yes. four hours out. It was a four-hour drive out. Four-hour drive out. Um, I think now is a perfect time to talk about the experience that we got when we were there. In terms of like, we're gonna call uh, a sub theme of this podcast "Lost and Found." Because there were not one, but two instances of somebody sitting here, um, but it isn't me, losing something okay. on the trip. Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> First of all, people have different personality traits. My personality trait is that I lose things. It's a trade-off for being the brilliant genius that I am. That right. I I'll take that. don't always have the mind to care about my stuff. It's just stuff. Right? Right. Just stuff. Um, that's my story right. and I'm sticking to it. I left my AirPods in the hotel and didn't discover till we were like hours, Three hours out. out. Yeah. Um, and then had to hunt the hotel down. So originally they didn't find it. Then I told them where I thought it was. Anyways, they ended up going back to the room. Either way, my pods turned up we great yeah. um and so on the way back from the desert we stopped at one of those cute lookouts this little like stop area that had like two bathrooms and you could like look at the mountains and we went to take a picture and like i wear a pouch and like sometimes it cups my tit and like <laughs> i was like i had this pouch in majority of the pictures and so i took it off so that i didn't look fat in the photo and then i got in the car and we drove off and didn't discover until we got back to the ferry to go to victoria so i we left were, my yeah. wallet all my identification um and it was gone. Luckily, I started calling my cards and canceling them. And an amazing British Columbian uh, found my pouch and turned it into the RCMP, which would be great if you were a local. But I'm not a local. But either way, at least I didn't have to drive back to a truck stop and hope that it was there. Listen, yeah, it was a big situation. I think that no matter what, like at least it was found in the first place and found by the right person who was able to... Um, 
get it back to you in whatever way they could. They sent it to the local RCMP, which, like Rob is mentioning, was at that point in time, like a two hour drive back. So we were like, let's just get on this ferry. We'll figure it out. Um, But uh, yeah, it's like lost, found. We did find everything. I think that that is like the big silver lining in all of this. We were able to find it all. got it all back. But uh, that was a really funny part of the experience. I I didn't lose my shit. I was just very depressed. Yeah, it was hard. I was very, I was very sad. I was just like, (laughs) then we're on the ferry to Victoria when I finally got in touch with the RCMP and told them I'd be back at the end of the week to pick them up. Uh, But it was great. And I suggest going to the Okanagan Valley. It was stunning. We got to try some wines. I'm the worst wine taster that you could possibly bring to a wine because like I judge my wines by like, do I make a face? Like (laughs) I sip them and while everyone else tastes fresh cut tennis balls and used leather with like a hint of rosemary, I'm like, oh, or I'm like, (laughs) oh, I could do that. Okay. Okay. The cheaper the wine, chances are I'll like it more. Um, But it was really, really nice. It was like um, indigenous, like, Wines. Yeah, it was, it was an indigenous winery. It was it was really nice. The food was fantastic. We'll talk about food at the end. So then we took off to Victoria. Yes, we went to Victoria, and uh, like we mentioned, we were we got on a ferry, and then we it was like what a half an hour or something like that on to, to hour and a half, half forty five minutes, hour and a half. Oh geez, I felt so much longer. Girl, it was an hour and a half ferry. They had a really good spicy chicken sandwich on the second floor. If you ever go out there, the cafeteria, or no, the fifth floor, whatever it is. Anyways, <laughs> really good spicy chicken sandwich. But yeah, we took this boat. Again, great scenery, mountains, Beautiful whatever. Scenery, yeah. And then we get to Victoria. Now, this is a sensitive subject for this man right yeah. here. So we'll say this as politically correct as we can't mm-hmm. because <laughs> um, yeah, straight up Victoria is like White people. Exclusive? I guess that's how you could say white people. Yeah. Like white straight people. Well, I mean, there was some, I don't know. There were gays. We went to a, anyway. Anyway. Point is, a lot of anti maskers. Yeah. Uh, We looked like those crazy tourists that were wearing masks. My eczema is so bad from the amount of hand sanitizer. Like, I feel like we were the only ones that were like in the know, which thank God that's why we're sitting here healthy right now. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like we, everywhere you went, we were the ones wearing the masks, basically. Yeah. It was a very bizarre experience, especially coming from Vancouver, where they were pretty good and pretty diligent. Even when we went to go rent the car, they didn't let a certain amount of people in to the rental place because they were like following all the rules. So they were pretty strict in Vancouver. Yeah. But when we went to Victoria, we were pretty shocked as to how many people were just like very laissez-faire about things and... Again, I talked to my friend from Vancouver and she said that, you know, it's just generally, I think on a general level, the West Coast has like a very like, whatever man vibes. So that coupled yeah. with small town vibes, you get Victoria, basically. <laughs> basically. And again, yeah. we're Torontonians. Who gives a shit what we think? If you're a diehard Victorian. Victorian? Yeah. Vic- sure. Anyways, uh, if you are obsessed with Vancouver Island or you're obsessed with it, like, Cool, live your life. I'm sure people hate Toronto. I'm not denying that. But we just had a lot of bad experiences. Like, this man was flat out getting ignored. Like, talking to people's faces and they would just walk away. Like, servers. Servers walking past me. Um, And I think at one point in time I was walking down the street and a woman, like, literally, like, 
whipped her bag at me as she was walking past me, even though she had like ample space to like get past me. Like he just was not having it. It He was about to turn that island upside down. Yeah, I was really pissed by the end of it because it did feel and it's it's probably my own insecurities playing on me. But at the same time, I was like, it felt very racist. (laughs) Like it felt like. I was the outsider and they were treating me as such. And whether that's because I was a tourist or because I'm gay or because I'm a visible minority, it just didn't feel, I didn't feel 100% comfortable in the public spaces that we were in as much as I would have wanted to. I've been to small towns. I've been around Ontario and there's some small quaint towns here and there. And I've never experienced that level of like, uh, I don't know. I don't know how you want to call it. Like just very like ostracizing experience. Like we no were one... able to count the by POCs. So yeah. I mean, that should tell you what that's, you need to know. That's a big thing for sure. But there, there were some nice parts. Like again, beautiful. We got upgraded to a penthouse suite oh my God. with four balconies. It was beautiful. It was stunning. We were living our best life, watching the boats come in and out. And we went to, so we tried to go to these bio gardens yeah, so that was like the big, I think, draw. Like that was the big draw to Vic- Victoria was going to these um, water bio gardens that our friend Ben um, had been to as a kid, and he wanted to, you know, share that experience with us. So we drove out. It was like an hour, two hours out of Victoria, the little town, um, and we got there. And cue the problem bear. Oh my. So we got there and there was a big sign that said bio or it said like problem bear. You can't go past this route. Yeah. But then there was this other little route that you could hike down to this little like beach area. Like again, hiking everywhere. My calves, my thighs, (laughs) my neck, my back. I have never walked so much in my life, but it was beautiful. It was so nice going through the wilderness. Believe it or not. This guy can go through the wilderness. Um, it was funny because, you know, like we saw some people coming up from that trail when we had to not when we couldn't go to the bio gardens. And there were people that were coming back up from the little beach area that we wanted to just check out because we we're like, let's just go to the shore since we're here. And they were like, yeah, it's like 10 minutes away. Like, it's like you're, you're like, you're really close. And we were like, I'm so out of shape. Like, it was terrible. <laughs> then we took off to China Beach, which was yeah. really nice. We got to like. So that was on the way hike. back from the bio gardens. There was like another stopover place called China Beach. I don't know. Is that racist? Like, I don't even know why it's called China Beach. I'm be sure honest. there's a reason that I'm there must be a China. reason. But it just like I didn't couldn't wrap my head around it. Someone let me know if you do know the history of China Beach. But we got there and again, more walking to get to the beach. Like more signs that there's bears, panthers. Was it panthers? Yeah, like yeah, panthers. Panthers or or something. something Anyways, moral of the story is we were living our best life, risking our lives with all this wilderness. Anyone who knows me knows if I see a spider, I will literally like bounce. Like I cannot. Yeah. But we hiked through it. It was really nice. It was good to get our exercise in. Really pretty. Yeah. And that was Victoria. We one thing that I will say, you know, who's having the most fun in Victoria is the seagulls. Oh, (laughs) anyone from BC watching this, do your seagulls not shut the fuck up from morning till night? They never, you know, in Toronto, when you hear the birds, you're like, uh oh. You're like, I'm up too late or, oh, that's not a good sign or it was a good night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In Victoria, it's nonstop seagull. They just like, 
we all were, day, all night. Yeah, we were staying by the shore, so like I'm sure that did not help. But like they were running that town, like yeah. they were running that town day to night, and they're like this big, big. Like, ass look at seagulls. how big that is. Like they were massive. Big Their ass heads seagulls. were like the size of my head. Not as big as Atlantic City, but big ass seagulls. Those they are were, the biggest I've ever seen. But they were a step down. Like they were eagles. huge. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Victoria was a cool experience. I, I, like I said, it was beautiful. I think that uh, people aside and the weird experiences and annoying experiences I had aside, it's a beautiful little area of, of Vancouver Island. But deuces. Yeah. Honestly, we were happy to leave. We were happy to Back leave. to Vancouver. Um, so then we headed back to Vancouver. So let's talk about things we did. So the beginning of the trip and the end of the trip, we were in Vancouver. Mm. Um, we didn't get to do everything because obviously... I lost my stuff in the desert, but uh, let's talk about what we did. So we did Stanley Park. Stanley Park is like the the staple, right? Like, I guess that's their central park, if you want to look at it that way. Um, and it's like miles and miles of like hiking uh, paths. We got to see some totem poles. We got to see some totem poles. Get some history, which was nice. Yeah, I think it was a really cool walk. That was like our first, that was like our set, like our first official day in Vancouver, I think we we did that mm-hmm. walk. And I was like, if the rest of this trip is going to be <laughs> full walking, I think my legs are just going to give out at some point. But it was a nice, like, active walk. I definitely felt like I was way more active, which was really nice. Um, so Stanley Park was a big one. Um, Granville Island, we checked out, which is kind of like their center island, but not really. It's like you can't compare it to I Toronto. Know. It's there's you nothing really, like it. I Toronto. can compare the marketplace to St. Lawrence Market because it was very like, yeah, like little areas. People are like selling their wares, their pastries, and we had some clam chowder. It was really cute and like again right by the harbor. Again, seagull, literally like. We were, thank God we all saw, well, actually, Charlie saw it technically, but this seagull flew and hit a woman to make her drop her pizza and grabbed it and bounced. These seagulls do not play. They do not play. They do not play. And if you know me, seagulls, like, no, no. no. Never saw a raccoon. Did we see one raccoon? We saw one at the very end of the the trip. And I was like, there he is, just for you. Because you know how I feel about raccoons. All right. That was the problem. But yeah, Granville Island was really cool. And we, uh, I think we Ubered there, but then we walked back because it's a nice little walk. Yeah, it was. It, it was everything cute. was nice and walkable. It was cute. Now, Grouse Mountain. Grouse Mountain. <laughs> okay, first of all, there's like white people things, and then there's things that when you're dating a POC, you don't think you're gonna have to do. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna get slammed for saying this, but you know what I'm talking <laughs> about. Let me tell you, Grouse Mountain, we, first of all, you go to the, it's a giant ass mountain, exactly what it sounds like. We had to take a gondola up, okay? Which is enclosed, cute. I was sweating the whole time, like literally sweat dripping down. I thought I was going to die. And every time you pass a tower or every time another one of those gondola comes, you do like a little rocking. He's living his best life. I am, I am like, I am praying to Jesus. I am literally like, oh my God, why aren't I more religious? This is horrible. <laughs> like, I think I saw my life flash before my eyes. Why? Like, do, so why do you think that, that you had that experience in like doing that? Like, it's not like that's the first time you did You're hanging from it. a fucking cable. <laughs> what do you mean? Why did I have that experience? Hanging from a cable. Box, little hook, cable. Where am I? What? 
I don't know. For me, I was like, this isn't going down. This has been here for hundreds and hundreds of years. Why would they, why would it go down now while we're on it? Like, we're not that lucky. I was, I was. We're unlucky. I was praying to Selena. (laughs) Like, I was, I just did not, the whole way up, I was dying. So we get to the top of this mountain. They've got grizzly bears in this, like, habitat thing that you can see them because they've, like, saved them or something. They were, they were orphans. Yeah, they were, like, starving orphan bears. One of the bears' names, Grinder. Yeah. (laughs) Just saying. There was an option to do something called the grouse grind, which is probably where it comes from, where like you literally walk up the hill, but it's like a three kilometer like hike this way. <laughs> so we're yeah. like, so we weren't pass doing on that. So <laughs> Let's then, take it this easy what way. is my dumbass cosign? So then we see a ski lift going up right. further in the mountain. And I was like, it's like the top, babe. Do you want to go on a ski lift and go up to the top? I couldn't do the enclosed gondola. Why I thought I could do the ski lift, but my man's out here like, yeah, let's do it. He's got his camera out. I'm yeah. like, I get on this gondola. First of all, they were there's four of us. They're like, all four of us could have got on. We're like, oh hell no. We're yeah. big people, let's be honest. <laughs> but we get on this thing. I Again, saw my life flash before my eyes. While we were going up, the bushes under me were rustling. Like there was something (laughs) in the bushes. God knows if it was a bear, a mountain lion, what it was. But I was like, not only am I going to fall, I'm not going to die. I'm going to break my legs and then I'm going to get eaten alive by something. Oh my God. I was sweating. He filming everything. Loved it. It was so good. I mean, like, that's the thing. The one thing that I like, I don't know why I wasn't scared. I am scared of some things, but that's not one of them. Um, going up, I was like, look around you. I was trying my best to like, I was like, this. Down. I was like holding on to both sides and breathe. <laughs> I was like, <sighs> okay, 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 okay. Shh. Yeah. Okay. I was like, babe, are you okay? He's like, just don't speak. Don't move. It's <laughs> just leave it. It's fine. And I'm just trying to tell him like, everything's going to be fine. We're going to be fine. It's going to be okay. Um, but yeah, your death experience. That being said, we did not take the sky tram back down. No, 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 no. We did not take the lift back down. So we get up there, whatever. We look around; it's cute. And the whole time, I'm I'm looking at Charlie because he don't fuck with heights either. And I didn't know. (laughs) I didn't really know. I didn't fuck with heights. I like used to ski. I don't know what's wrong with me. As I get older, I'm losing all my uh, bravery. Getting scared. But I'm looking at Charlie like, yo, we need to not take this back down. Like, I don't... And he wasn't down to take it either. This one's like, I'll just go by myself. Don't worry. Yeah, because at that point, we had walked... We had done Stanley Park. This is coming... This is like when we were back in Vancouver, Mm -hmm. like after doing like Soyos and Victoria. So I was out here being like, if I don't need to walk anymore, I'm going to take this damn thing. So, and I didn't care. Like I said, I love the view. It was a beautiful uh, space. So I was like, of course I'm going to take this all the way back down. So then there's, then there's a little sign that says, so you can hike down. You didn't have to take the ski lift back to the top the first top of the mountain yeah you could walk down but there was a sign that said bear in area do not go (laughs) these bears following us everywhere but there was lots of people still going and people were still coming up that way so i was like risk falling to my death and being eaten alive by a bear or stay on my own two feet and wrestle the bear like leo and reverend (laughs) i mean i personally i think me and leo have a lot in common and i liked my odds so we decide to hike back down so this one goes and gets on the ski lift the gag 
as the people are coming up, they're like, good luck down there. They're sliding gravel. So I'm like literally prepping myself for like a two hour hike down this mountain. Like, I don't know what I was thinking down. No, halfway down the mountain. Cause this was yeah. to the other top of mountain. And we literally go down. I almost slip on a little gravel once. Ben's like in the bushes eating berries. Like he's <laughs> a nature, like literally like I was like, okay, get it girl. Mm-hmm. And we round one corner and we're there. So my ass didn't even need to take the ski lift up. I could have literally, it was Just basically a curved fucking driveway, yeah. but they don't tell you that. <laughs> and everyone makes it seem like you can go, but you might not make it back. It is literally just a little curved driveway to the bottom. Uh, yeah, it, it was it was really really funny because he messaged me saying while I was on the lift coming down, he was like, "Yeah, we're we're almost at the bottom. You'll laugh when I tell you what happened." And I was like, "What do you mean?" He was like, "It was literally like a, uh, that." And I was like, "Cool." If you go to Grouse Mountain, my little- don't do the ski lift. It's not worth it. Unless you love the view, then do the ski lift like I did because it was beautiful. The views were stunning, stunning. Then we had to take the gondola back down. It was even worse coming down. I ha- literally had a man tell his wife, "At least she wasn't as scared as me," <laughs> because I literally was holding on. And shaking. Like, my knees felt like they were going to give out. And I was just staring at this woman and then trying not to stare and then staring at her. You know that feminine, like, maternal energy? Like, I just want my mommy. And again, I'm out here, like, at the front of the tram, just like, get my camera out. Just, like, taking as much recording as I can. Because it's beautiful. You get to see all of Vancouver from up there, which is amazing. The one thing that I will say about Grass Mountain before we move on is... It's literally 20 minutes away from the downtown core. Yeah. Which is like unheard of in any place that I've ever been. Uh, like that it's that close. So that was a really cool experience knowing that there's so much access to like Stanley Park, Grouse Mountain, like so much nature, so much hiking, so much outdoorsy activities, which I really loved. And then, and then we went to Rec, Rec Beach. Beach. Now, for anyone in the queer community or straight community i guess everybody goes yeah, but totally it's like their hanlon's point, point basically yeah. um it is a clothing optional beach and it's called the wreck because it's 400 stairs down yeah. and 400 stairs back up and let right. me tell you if you go down to the beach to have a cute afternoon and pack back some drinks you're walking up 400 stairs on your like hands and knees like steep like, okay it's rough but there were beautiful naked people everywhere oh, gorgeous and there was naked people selling drugs. One of the first things that kind of happened that I was like, this is so cool, is as soon as we got down there, you're kind of like just like viewing all of it. First of all, it's like a beautiful scenery of the ocean and beach area. And there's all these like huts that people made with logs and draped like fabric, which was really like hippie and cool. But then as we were walking by, this just like beautiful woman, completely topless, just wearing a backpack. Beautiful just, like, breasts. Comes by and is like, um, chocolate mushrooms, weed, and uh, like she like named every she named everything off, and we were like, what just happened? And everybody's just out there having a good time, selling like beer, wine, birthday parties, like drugs. It was just like a really really wild experience and it was on our last like for like our last final day in vancouver so it was a great way to kind of like finish off our entire trip because you know we got to hang out and tan a little beard and just listen to some music and 
Um, it and I felt, love naked people. Yeah. I have no shame. I love nudity. I love being naked. I love naked people walking around. Like you'd have full birthday parties where like half of them are dressed, half of them yeah. are naked, and nobody gives a fuck. Nobody. I almost think more people went naked there than I've seen in Toronto. Yeah, 100%. But I haven't been in a long time in Toronto, but still. Like when we were doing a walk down, we saw like even families there with their kids, which was kind of cool. And I think that's one of the things that I love the most about that experience more than anything else is... You know, we built so much, not to get like super deep about it, but like, I feel like we built so much shame around nudity and being naked and not loving our bodies and feeling shameful for the uh, inconsistencies and imperfections of our bodies. But everybody out there did not care. It was like every size, every shape, every age. Um, There was a large group of young people that I think that, you know, in our community, in our society, there's a lot of shame around just like going out and doing your own thing. And I loved seeing like straight couples, girlfriends, boyfriends, holding hands, buck ass naked, just walking down the beach. I thought it was such a wonderful experience to know that there's people who are confident enough to have that kind of like fun, free, like hippie experience. Like we should all have that experience. Like I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't want to wear like at one point in time, Rob like just changed out of, of his shorts into his uh, swimming trunks and I was like I don't want to do this this is so embarrassing but he was like it's fine don't worry about it nobody cares and I was like okay. no shame but outside of I'm that I'm going to change into my bathing suit when there's a bunch of buck ass <laughs> people walking around and let's be honest like this body isn't the body that's attracting all the eyes okay I mean, I mean I maybe might. a little bit but your <laughs> eyes but no I we had cute little bathing suits and I wasn't yeah. going to miss an opportunity to wear our cute bathing suits but it was just great and that's where you saw all cultures, all races, yeah. all types of people, all body sizes. Like, it was just great. It was a good time, you know? Yeah. Did we buy drugs and walk around naked? No. We had no hangover stories because we're old men now. And <laughs> it was the last full day there. It was the last full day. If I had known that that was an experience, <laughs> maybe I would have, like, planned it out a little bit better. But So we might be going back. No, yeah. I'm kidding. But, yeah. So that, I would say that that was probably, that a was, like, highlight. ending on a high note. It was a really great trip. For sure. Uh, but let's just finish off with the best part of the trip, which was the food. Food, glorious food. It was a Great. big food trip. So, like, as we mentioned, because there was no place to dance, there was no place to, like, really hang out at night, we did a lot of eating. <laughs> we did a lot of eating. You know, half our friends and family that are watching this are like, that's why you did a lot of eating? <laughs> right. No. <laughs> yeah. But, no, the food was freaking, the food was amazing. We found some yeah. cute spots. So, we're going to shout out Forage. Forage. Forage was absolutely amazing. Like, the food, the flavors, everything. Fresh. Uh, like probably one of my favorite restaurants just based on like how they presented the food. The food was delicious all the way from the, like the main entree itself to the vegetables on the side that were beautifully charbroiled. Like they were like, they just did such a great job with the food that they had. Everything was great. Gay owned. Loved it. Uh, it, They had RuPaul playing. It's not even in the gay village. Like it was just off on its own in another neighborhood, but it was amazing. Like it was just so such good food. Uh, We also found this cute little taco place in the village uh, that had amazing tacos and you could pretty much, they were open pretty late. It just, Again, great food. And then Miku. Miku was a great experience. That was the last thing that we did on our trip. And um, it's known, I think, just across Vancouver to be like one of like the places to go when it comes to sushi. If you like sushi, um, it's not like an all you can eat that I'm used to, like just grabbing every roll humanly <laughs> possible. But um, 
it was just a new experience that I had never had when it comes to sushi. So we did like, we all kind of got on the same train with each other because they request that if you do this, um, I guess it's a tasting menu yeah. um, that everybody at the table does it. So we kind of coerced the couple that we went with to also do it with us. And um, it was great. I think we all had a great time having it. Like if you're a fish lover, like fresh sashimi. So good. Fresh sushi. Um, Worth the money. Like I had my doubts. Like I'm, I'm that hoe that loves to just like, give me all you can eat sushi. Let me go in. I'll be there for three hours. I know my whole order. But it was really nice to pay and get such amazing food. And it was very nice. It was on the water. It was just, yeah. it was a great restaurant. And uh Yeah. The food was just great. We, like, I took pictures probably at every single restaurant we went to across the BC places that we went to, like, even the Okanagan, even Victoria. We found a really cute Mexican place that was, like, authentic Mexican food. Just delicious food across the board. We had some great food experiences in Vancouver. And... You know, I think that that's one of the best parts about traveling is trying to like, you know, we're in Canada at the end of the day. You're still in Canada, but having those international experiences in a different city, you know, I don't think that I've done half as much food eating as I did in Vancouver than I do in Toronto. So that was kind of so good. Delicious, delicious food. So highly recommended for the food alone (laughs) outside of the views and the weather and the this and the that. But and spend the money it's worth it it's very worth it oh check out Miku check out Forage it was amazing and uh, that was our trip that was our trip that was BC in a nutshell have you guys ever been to Vancouver or BC um, let us know in the comments and if you guys have any questions about Vancouver even though we're not natives maybe we can give you some tips if you're planning to travel there before the second wave of COVID hits <laughs> but unless you're going to lose a lot of money on a vacation that you pre-booked that was supposed to be Las Vegas and seeing Kelly Clarkson don't travel don't travel <laughs> it's COVID yeah Kelly Clarkson if you're watching this one day we will meet <laughs> and that's the podcast thanks, thanks for, for listening, listening. Thank you for joining us. Make sure you guys are checking us out on all of our socials as well. Instagram at Boyfriends Who Banter. Twitter at Boys Who Banter. And you can check us out on YouTube and all podcasting channels, including Spotify and iTunes. Like, comment, and subscribe. Ring that bell to get notifications on our new content. If there's anything that we said that got you excited, that you want to comment on, something that got you angry or made you more curious, make sure you DM us and comment or email us at boyfriendswhobanter at gmail.com. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.